Welcome to the Independent Dependent Podcast. I'm Amber. And I'm Nina. This podcast takes you behind the scenes into the life of U.S. military spouses. We chat about all things lifestyle, business, and how to become an independent dependent. Hello, and welcome back to the Independent Dependent Podcast. Today, we have the CEO of Eat, Bake, Love, Kristen, here with us, and we are going to be chatting about the seven business advantages of being a military spouse. So if you are a military spouse in business, make sure you stick around all the way until the end because today's topic is super juicy, and we are going to be giving away a very special gift for you guys at the very end. So let's get into it. Well, hello, Krista. How are you? We're so excited to have you. I'm doing great. It's so great to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today. And we always just love to start with having our guests kind of just tell us a little bit about themselves, how they you know, got affiliated with the military to begin with, kind of entering into this lifestyle and how it's impacted your life from when you first you know, kind of got affiliated with the military versus where you are now. So I'll give you the floor. Yeah. So I guess going way, way back, my grandfather was in the military in World War II. Um, we do have some like even further back history than that, but that's the most, uh, I think, relevant. And, and he actually survived Pearl Harbor, which was always, you know, really important and really cool. Uh, fun fact about my, my grandfather, but definitely something that I always admired about him. But nobody in my direct family, um, neither my mom or my dad or any of my siblings were in the military. And it wasn't something that I think much like you guys were saying a a couple episodes ago that I had actually envisioned for myself. I wasn't out looking for somebody in the military. For a military guy, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I uh, ended up meeting Nick, who is my husband and just love him so much. And it was during the time that he was was in what's called power school. So he went into nuclear submarines and they have to do a lot of training as you do with all of the branches. So I met him when he was in school for that. And it was actually funny because he was in like a period of time where they didn't have that many responsibilities. Like they had taken some tests, they were getting ready to move on to the next thing. And I was like, oh, this is, this is way easy. Like you have so much free time. Like we're going on dates. This is great. But then things got back into full force and I was like, oh, okay. All right. This, this seems more. (laughs) This is what this actually is like. You're gone a lot more, but it was kind of this sweet spot where we met and we got to really know each other well before he um, had to bounce around a little bit to other trainings and got a good taste of what the military life would be like, even though he was still in school, we met. That's awesome. I love that you guys were able to have that period of time to really get to know each other before kind of all the craziness happened. Cause I know, I think that's how Nina and I both were as well, kind of meeting our spouses at a good time, getting to lay that foundation of kind of a relationship before crazy military life takes over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And before you get thrown into, cause you're like, Oh, this is what this lifestyle is going to be like. And then it's like com- the complete opposite. It's the complete stereotypical military spouse lifestyle. But <laughs> <laughs> so I really wanted to get into a little bit of your the background of your business. Like, how did your business begin? What made you decide you wanted to pursue having your own business in the first place? And how has the military also affected the way your business runs behind the scenes, like things like that? 
Yeah. So I grew up in a small town and I really enjoyed baking with my mom and my Nana, who actually didn't live with us, but she lived a couple hours away. And then in my small town, there was a little bakery and it's still there today. Honestly, it's probably the busiest place in town on a Saturday morning. But I remember going there as a kid and just being so happy to get all these amazing danishes and chocolate chunk cookies. But I didn't think too much of it. You know, my business today is a uh, baking subscription box business, just to give everybody a a prelude as to why I'm going to be talking about treats a lot. But I didn't think much about making a career out of baking until later in life. So as I mentioned, um, I met my husband, Nick, when he was in school. We were actually in Charleston, South Carolina, but I followed my heart with him taking a big leap of faith. We weren't married yet or anything, but he got stationed in Bangor, Kitsap area, which is right outside of Seattle. So major life choice, cross-country move to be with him. And we actually didn't move into the same house together or apartment together. I stayed closer to Seattle and he stayed on the other side of the Puget Sound closer to work. So we did have a a little bit of space still, um, even though we were the same geographical area. But once I was over there, they had a great marketing scene. And that's what I thought I wanted to go into for the rest of my life. But I didn't want to take the very, very first job I found. So I wanted to take my time, find the right job, find something that was going to be a good fit while I was out there because we knew that we were going to be there for a number of years. So while I was job hunting and just like exploring the area, I stumbled upon this amazing cupcakes and coffee shop. And I just struck up a conversation with a woman who was working there and they mentioned that they're actually hiring. And so I, um, I was so excited to, to start working there. It was an amazing experience. It was <laughs> rainy and dreary in Seattle all the time, but you give somebody their cupcake and they were just light up. They'd be so happy. And similarly, I would find myself with extra cupcakes at the end of shifts, um, you know, at the end of the day where they're like on certain days you could donate it to different food banks, but on certain days the food banks wouldn't pick up. So I'm like, well... I think I have the command. I'm going to go ahead and bring a bunch of cupcakes. And I've never seen sailors so happy as when they were eating these really, really amazing cupcakes. So I was like, there's something good here. Like, I just need to figure out, like, if this is something that that I can do. I wasn't actually, you know, in the back mixing up the cupcake batter or anything like that. It was more front of house, more delivering smiles. But I'd always had that passion for baking with my family. And so when Nick was, uh, you know, really (laughs) in in the heat of things, getting deployed on a regular basis, and eventually, you know, we got married, moved in together, I found myself with extra time. We didn't have any children. We were just living by ourselves, or sometimes we lived with another military couple, which was always fun. But I had a lot of time. And in that time, I would work on different recipes and and try to, you know, like, oh, I want to try something that's like gluten-free with coconut flour, or I've always wanted to learn how to make bread pudding. And I just experiment and, um, and bring my treats into work, which eventually I did get the marketing job that I wanted and definitely became like the birthday queen, <laughs> where um, everyone expected to have something special for their birthday. And that was great. One of like my R&D and creativity, trying to, to figure out new recipes that other people would like. And then on the other side of things, I would also, with my time, you know, watch TED Talks or read business books, um, attend any conferences that I was able to attend, either that my 
company you would sponsor or anything that was free and in the area. So really just tried to surround myself with as much education and trial and error for baking as as I could, but I still had no idea what I was going to do with it all. So it wasn't until actually my my husband did not stay in the military for life. He ended up going to the civilian world after our stay in Seattle. But once we were kind of settled down, we were like, well, should we go get our MBAs? And I think that there's so much value to getting an MBA. And we just decided that it was expensive. (laughs) Um, And so we were like, well, what could we do instead? Like as like a stepping stone to see if that's something that we want to do. And we want to make that investment. So we decided to actually do a case study and start a business. I threw out a lot of ideas that were terrible, uh, but eventually I landed on this idea of, of a baking subscription. It's my parents asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and it turned out that I wanted to expand my baking skills more, looking at you know what subscription boxes there were online at the time. Um, I didn't find one that quite met all the needs that I I wanted. So you know I wanted to try new ingredients. I wanted to try unique different recipes. I was hoping to get new tools that maybe I didn't know how to use or I didn't have or I needed new ones of in the box and and just really have a experience where I'm I'm learning and growing and making new things on a regular basis. Uh, but since I couldn't find anything like that, I put together an idea of like what this could be. I and mean, Nick and I talked about it and and we agreed that it was a it was a good one. So that's what we did. We we went after it. Wow. Yeah, that is I love that you just kind of took something that you were obviously very passionate about and found a way to make it work without having to necessarily go down what some people might think is like a traditional route of getting a certain degree and having to take all these other steps that are definitely helpful. I'm sure like there are people who have MBAs in there. It's a great education, right? The degrees are awesome. Um, And you learn so much and you have different types of case studies in a program like that. But you were like, you know what? That's maybe not the route that's going to fit for me. I'm going to, you know, brainstorm, think of something different. And I just think that's really powerful because I think that's what a lot of people, if you kind of want something, you can go after it, but your route doesn't have to be the same as everyone else's who might have a similar goal. There's a lot of power behind that too, is like making that decision of like, I can do this without going down that traditional route of get the MBA. Okay. Maybe even open my own bakery, whatever the like... (laughs) traditional, let's say like timeline of starting a business in that kind of world is you were like, this is what I want my life to look like. This is what I want to do. And you made it work for yourself in the situation that you were in. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's just awesome that you took that and you made it work for you and like the situation that you were in at the time. And you got to like customize and curate exactly what you wanted. And obviously it's working for you now. All right, Kristen. So let's dive into these awesome business advantages of being a military spouse that you have to chat with us about today. So our audience, I think, is going to really love this. There's a lot of uh, women and spouses in our audience that are dabbling in the entrepreneurial world, maybe have a side hustle or a small business out there starting themselves. And I think it's really important as a military spouse with a small business to recognize that we have a lot of power in the community that we're a part of, not only maybe at the local base that you're at, but just kind of 
on the internet as well and the spouse community that's out there and all the resources that we have. So first, we're going to kind of cover some networking things that uh, I think spouses can really take advantage of, as well as social platforms. We're going to talk about availability of time that spouses often have. And we're also going to talk about the advantage that military spouses have of their partner being active duty, which often leads to a lot of job stability, which then kind of gives the advantage to the spouse to be able to take that time and build up their business uh, however they want to. So let's dive into the networking portion first, and I'll kind of give the floor over to you, Kristen, and we'll just kind of chat about uh, some networking ideas that you have. Sounds good. Thank you. So there are so many advantages to the military network that you're a part of. So maybe you just got married or engaged or you're dating somebody in the military, or maybe you've been um, a military spouse for years and years and years. But the, the military has a community like none other. Um, you automatically have something in common with every other military spouse you meet, every other service member, and the families. And the military, at least what I found, <laughs> I'm sure every community could be different, but they are incredibly supportive of everyone else who is is a part of it. You know, you're <laughs> in in my case, at least we were all figuratively in the same boat. <laughs> um, but you guys, <laughs> maybe you know, if you have anybody on the ground, it may be a little you may have different sayings, but we are all in the same boat and we're all experiencing the same things. And, you know, we all have ups and downs together and there's just so much that you go through that anyone outside of that military community can't necessarily relate to, but inside of it, you have people who are really like you in no other way. And, um, and oftentimes they want to be there for you. So you can certainly leverage your existing network, say, Hey, you know, maybe I want to start a business that does X, Y, Z, but is that even a good idea? Are there people that are going to want to do that? And you can bounce ideas off of people in your network, Maybe you're at the point where you're like, I'm ready to start to put together a business plan, but I have no idea where to start. You can tap into that network of, you know, your boat or whoever you are with and see if anyone else has ever put one together or see if anybody wants to be your mentor or if you can shadow somebody as they're running their business. There's just so, so many ways that you can um, can really leverage that network before you even get your business off the ground. And then of course, once you are ready to get your business off the ground, you're going to want to share that exciting news with everyone. And, and, and many people will be excited about it too, especially if it's a product or a service that is relevant to other military spouses or other military families, um, which you can find all of that out by, you know, really tapping into that network, asking questions when you're getting started and trying to understand who your market is. But I think the other interesting thing about um, the military is oftentimes we move different places. And so, you know, you have your military family from the first place you were stationed, but now you're somewhere else. Well, again, you have something in common with them. And I know for us, we had the hail and farewells and we were always so excited to meet the new spouses because that's like, hey, these people are my new friends. Like I'm excited to, to get to know them, see what they're all about, figure out how we can support each other, um, what we can do together. And so definitely using that excitement to share like, hey, I've got this new business where I'm working on a business idea because you never know who in that new community is going to be able to help support you, or you may even be able to help support them if they're starting a similar business. So just a lot of opportunities there. 
I was just going to say, I think too, kind of tapping into what you're saying, we all do move a lot. And so there could be someone that you connect with at your current assignment, and they might be the one who PCSs and goes to a different assignment. And all of a sudden, maybe something that you've been working on resonates with their new friends or their new community. And you share what, you know, they're sharing what your business is or vice versa. And then it kind of just continues to build on itself because again, moving a lot isn't fun all the time, but it does really expand your network because there are so many people from all over the country that are connecting with one another in this way pretty frequently. So I just thought I would add that to you because yeah, I think it's a great way to yeah spread, spread your business. <laughs> Yes. One of the advantages, one of the beauties of the other very many hardships that come with moving every couple of years. So yes, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But sorry to interrupt you. Continue. Oh, no, that was great. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. And I think also something that Amber mentioned is that, you know, there are military families everywhere. So regardless of whether you're moving because, you know, your spouse got stationed somewhere else, or maybe you're, you know, your spouse is joining the civilian world and you're just moving somewhere else. Like you can still find that community anywhere you go. There's military spouses, families, et cetera, (laughs) everywhere. My husband and his job, he meets people from the military there as well. So there's lots of different ways, whether you stay in the military or not, that you're able to continue to grow your network and and meet new people and share what you have going on because you never know when you're going to meet that perfect connection. Yeah. Well, and the veteran community is huge as well. Like you were saying, I mean, there's people who can, that's a way that they connect and they're still, I think, especially around bases, but I think especially also places that don't have bases. Like I think of my hometown of, you know, Indiana, I think there's maybe one or two army bases. I'm not, my husband's not army, so I could be wrong, but it's like a smaller active duty base. I think there's guard. So the guard community is a little bit bigger and veteran community is bigger than maybe active duty, but there's still a community there that has a presence. So. Yeah. Because we were stationed in Kentucky and I know for a fact, like Indiana was one of those places we were like, Oh, that'd be cool. So we wouldn't be too far away. Like, let's see. And there's like nothing except for like guard bases. I don't even know if there is an army base there. It's like <laughs> I think it might just be a guard base. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Just thought I'd add. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think all of that is so, it's very true. Like there's going to be, if you want to find the community, I think you can find it almost anywhere that you end up. Yeah. Absolutely. I I completely agree. We're in, um, we're in Raleigh. And while I don't think there's any bases like in Raleigh proper, there are a few outside of the area. And I don't know if it's because of that, or if people just settled down in Raleigh and decided to, to work civilian jobs there. But the veteran community has been really wonderful here, even though there isn't a strong, big military base right out the door. That's awesome. Well, kind of going along with networking, I know you also kind of mentioned um, using events to raise awareness as well. So I wasn't sure if you had personal experience of different events or if there are ways that you found to be useful to maybe find local events or obviously virtual events are a thing now too (laughs) that people are having with the state of our world. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about kind of that perspective and ways that that has helped you in your business. Yeah. So I think from my side of things, it was really helpful to, (laughs) 
to, to get feedback at these events. So whether I was making cupcakes or bringing some in from the cupcake shop or making something else, it's a really great way to get feedback on your product or on your idea, or even to, to raise awareness. You don't want to make it a sales pitch is what I'm trying to say, I guess, if it is something that your man is putting on, but it's still a great opportunity for you to say, Hey, everybody, like I'm excited to share that I'm, I'm doing this now. And then, um, if questions come in or if you get feedback on it, it is another great way to tap into something, you know, if even it's people that you're not super familiar with, um, who are a part of your base or outside of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you might not always want to can't do a sales pitch at like a a squadron or a command event. And I've personally, I have attended quite a few events um, now that things have kind of opened back up here at um, our base and with my husband's squadron. And the questions come naturally. As soon as someone knows that you have your own business, people will ask questions for the most part, because they just kind of, they want to get to know you. They want to get to know the spouse. They want to know what you're doing. And a lot of times I've found that people have either some interest as well. Like they're doing something on the side, they have a hobby of their own, or they're interested in supporting you in whatever way possible, sharing like social media posts. I've had people do that for me as well. So I think just opening up the conversation, like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, this, this is what I do. This is my business. This is how I'm, you know, what I do for work and kind of allowing the questions to flow is a great way to just naturally get the word out. And I think people will want to support you, you know, in whatever way that they can. So yeah, absolutely. You nailed it on the head, just kind of sprinkling or even dusting in there that this is something new I'm trying or, oh, this is what I do in my spare time. And then the questions come in from there. Yeah. I think too, you'll be surprised at how many people will want to try and connect you with other people that they know, whether that's someone else in the community that they've been able to connect with because of other places that they go, like church, volunteering, you know, other spots in the community that they've connected with someone that they think, oh, well, so-and-so that I know might be interested in ordering your cupcakes for an event or buying into your subscription or getting your social media marketing services. Like you'll be surprised at how quickly people will be like, oh, actually I know someone that I should connect you with. And all of a sudden you're getting referrals super naturally, like without even trying. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, it's all about that word of mouth marketing too, which this community is amazing for. Like, I feel like especially out of the little corner of the internet, because I'm sure there's so many more people (laughs) than like who's inside of our like military spouse business community. But just that small community, we're so willing to support each other, point people in the correct direction, you know, see, oh, I know this person that will probably be interested in something like this. Like, let me connect you two. And it's created amazing opportunities for Amber and I and our like separate businesses and our business together. And I think that it's underrated. (laughs) Don't count that out. So yeah, I just wanted to add my little two cents in there because it is. And if you tap into your, like into the internet, um, there's even more opportunities there for the same word of mouth marketing style things. Right. So yeah. Kind of going along with that on the online space, the spouse Facebook pages for your local base or assignment, those people are asking for recommendations all the time. Where can I get a photographer? Who can I, who does babysitting? Who has a doc, like doctor that they can refer me to? Who has a hairstylist I can go to? Like that place is filled with people looking for recommendations as soon as they're moving to a place or now that things are opening up or they have kids that need help. Like 
there's so much good stuff just naturally getting referred to. And again, you don't have to make it feel like self promotional or super salesy. You can just be like, Hey, I do this and tag your business page. It doesn't have to be like, you know, a full blown sales pitch, just tag your business page and they'll look if they're interested. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also those pages are amazing because I think in our community, there's like a sense of and this is going to sound all like corny and cheesy, but there's like a sense of like home. Like I would 100% if I moved to Germany and I'm technically from here. So I like, I can get around, but I still don't really know anyone outside of my family here. I definitely went to those communities, those online communities. And I asked my questions there first. I asked for support there first. I asked to be pointed in certain directions in those communities first, because it's like, you know, they're living a similar lifestyle to me. They know they got your back. Yes, exactly. They know it's up. One person I was like selling earrings, had a conversation with this woman and she had given me like the guide to being a military spouse as you go through, you know what I mean? On the phone, trying to give her directions to me. So you'd be surprised how close, close niched (laughs) our community actually is. And I, I think taking advantage of that is just one of the best things that you can do if you're thinking of starting a business, if you are currently, you know, running a business, or if you're trying to grow and expand your business, highly recommend. (laughs) And I think kind of going off of that, because you're mentioning all these things that we can do with social, even if there's not, you know, even if you're not comfortable putting in a message about something that you do on a spouse page, I know not everybody may feel that comfortable. You can still invite people from your community to follow your page. So because you are a part of the the military community, you probably have a lot of Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Your network of preference is friends, followers, et cetera. And usually those social platforms allow you to invite people. So when you start a business and you're starting your social platform, you're like, well, it's me following this. And I would like for there to be a little bit more momentum. I definitely recommend, you know, as we mentioned, dusting it into conversations that, Hey, I'm starting this thing. But then when you have like that vision really put together and you're ready to start something on social, it doesn't have to be after you've launched. In fact, I definitely recommend building up a social presence and and building excitement and energy for your product service thing that you're going to do. Yeah. To do like that pre-launch. And that's a great way to also tap your social network that can be largely um, your military family. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. If you're thinking of doing something and you haven't, you don't have to wait until you've got buyers. You don't have to wait until you've sold anything to start a social presence. Like the sooner you kind of start getting your name out there and putting it in front of people, the more they're going to start thinking of you when they are thinking of whatever that service or product is that you're, you're offering and more likely to turn to you. So yeah. In fact, I wish I would have started it earlier. Like I wish that when I was baking things and just like trial and erring, I wish I would have been like, Hey, when I put some of these pictures together on Instagram and just like start something and then one day turn it into whatever the business becomes. So, you know, even if you're like, still like, ah, I have this, this feeling, this sense that like, I should be doing something with this passion of mine. You can start to, to build up your online community for that thing. And then one day, should you ever decide to, to make it into a business, take that leap, you already have a great following. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just post stuff behind the scenes. Like she was saying, if you're not even sure it's going to be a business, if it's just a hobby of yours, maybe you have a blog going about something that you like to do, DIY, cooking, baking, anything like that. You never know until you put it out there, how many people might actually be interested in following your content and seeing what kinds of things you're going to put together. And then all of a sudden you've got an audience and you have people to ask and kind of bounce ideas off of as well, because they're already warmed up and they're already interested. So I think all of that's super great. I think too, one of the biggest marketing tips, like I think out there is to let people in on like what you're thinking of doing before it happens. Right. So like you were saying, you wish like while you were creating it, like you were, you know, posting things about it. Even if you take Instagram, for example, and you're just like, I'm going to start a business about this. And you know that in the back of your head, but you're not hundred percent ready to put that whole idea out there. You're still in the trial and error phase let people see that you would be surprised how many people are like going to follow you along your journey. And as that happens, they feel like they're a part of your community as well. So when you do go to lunch, it's going to be easier for them to recommend you for things, you know, and because they're going to feel like they're part of your community and part of your network because they're just watching you create something behind the scenes. Right. So I definitely think having that like little warm up area, the little phase where you're just like, okay, I'm figuring things out, but come along on this journey is going to be super important and actually really helpful to boost your confidence about it, but also just to get the word out there, build a community. So I think the next thing we're going to chat about too is time, which obviously if you're kind of working on a hobby or starting a business, or you have this thing that you're super passionate about, somehow you're carving out time for that. So I was curious to see what kind of advantages you felt like military spouses might have when they're trying to run a business or start a business and how time kind of plays into that. Yeah. So I think that it's kind of, it's almost a double-edged sword, the time that we have in the military, but generally when our spouse is deployed or when they're just really, really busy at work and they don't come home until late and they're out the door in the morning, really early, you find yourself with a little bit more time, you know? Maybe you are watching something on Netflix with your special someone and now they're deployed or they're not able to make it and you want to wait for them. You're like, well, what do I do now? And even if you have children, you know, I think can be really challenging to, to feel like you have the time, but once they are in bed, once they're done for the day, that's when you have like all of this time to yourself. Sure. There are lots of extra things going on. Like you're the one who's buying the groceries. You're the one who's cleaning the house. You're the one who's making the dinner and and getting everybody to school. So it may not always feel like it, but when you find those pockets of time where you're like, oh, what am I going to do without my husband, wife, partner here? That's when you can say, you know what? I'm going to like go back to this idea that I had. I'm going to go back to, you know, a few years ago, I thought I could start a business, but we moved around and I never got around to it. Like that's where you can really start like saying, you know what, I'm going to commit to myself to do an hour every time I have an hour. Um, Or if, if it's just you and your partner and you don't have children and maybe you have more free time, maybe it's a couple hours, maybe it's every night instead of watching Netflix, instead of going on social, I'm going to really like buckle down and try and figure out what, what it is I want to do or how I can get this business to finally launch. Or if you've already launched that business, how I can make it grow and, uh, and really accelerate it. 
Yeah, that is the number one reason that I ended up starting my business was because (laughs) I had all this time. I mean, there was a lot of reasons that all coupled together, but one of the big ones is that I had all this time and my husband was quite busy and I didn't, it didn't feel good to just sit around all day and we don't have kids. So people who have children obviously have a lot more on their hands, but I had, (laughs) I had all this time. I'm not a person who does well doing nothing consistently. (laughs) Like I have to do things and that's how all of this ended up happening. So, and everyone's obviously a little bit different, but kind of like you said, if you really are passionate about something, I think the military spouse lifestyle does kind of have a benefit of typically depending on where you're at in your you know, spouse's career and your life and what's going on. There's usually a pretty good pocket of time you know, whether that's they're deployed or they're TDY and all of a sudden you've got literally all this free time that you used to spend hanging out with them and now you're by yourself and you might as well find something that you can do to fill up, you know, your own cup and take care of yourself and find something that's, you know, feels good. Cause that's one of the best things personally about having my own business that I've realized as a spouse as well is that, which is kind of the whole reason that Nina and I created this was that it makes me feel good. It's something I'm proud of. It's something that's my own. No matter what is happening with my husband and his career, I have this and I can pour into this and it comes with me wherever. And I can pause it if I need to, if life gets crazy, or I can pour so much energy into it if I need to, because I've got nothing else going on in my husband's way, you know? So yeah, I think that's great. Time is there if you want it to be there. I think people can find pockets of time. If you really want a business to kind of take off, you can find ways to to really utilize it. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Nino, did you have any comments? No, I mean, I started my business for the same reason. We moved to a new country. I had no friends. We don't have any kids. My husband started going to work after we in-processed. And I was like, um, twiddling my thumbs here. Like there's only, we've government furniture. There's only so much I can do in the house. And eventually I wanted to also be a contributor. You know, I felt that like aspect of it too. And so time was one of the, I would even say main reasons (laughs) that I started my business because I wanted something to do outside of homemaking and things like that. So yeah, I think taking advantage of that though was a tricky at first to figure out because it's like, I have so much time and then I was pouring my all into this. And then other parts of our like life was suffering a little bit. But I think once you find the balance between like, okay, this is passion time is what I like to call it. And then this is, you know, time that I spend with husband, wife, partner, kids, things like that. If you learn to properly take advantage of your time, it is going to be such an asset for not only you and your family, but also for your business as well. And the speed that you can scale and accelerate your business too, it rides on that time aspect. And I think that as military spouses, we definitely have that advantage because we tend to get hit with boredom more often <laughs> than other, other households in the civilian world probably do. And I mean, that's just from like the outside looking in, but yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think something that I just thought of as well is a lot of times when we're moving, and I know this personally because I'm still, um, I've been here for a few years, but people come and go quickly and you all of a sudden find yourself with maybe not the biggest friend group that you used to have. And so then these times that you used to spend with your friends on the weekend, or you used to hang out with your girlfriends and like, go get coffee or go get dinner. All of a sudden now you don't have some of that happening if you just moved or if your friends just moved. And so kind of obviously finding ways to keep in touch with them through FaceTime and catching up and all that good stuff. But 
also being able to fill that time pouring back into yourself, which is kind of what you were doing when you were hanging out with your friends is pouring into yourself. So I I know that's helped me (laughs) because I tend to be like, you know, kind of missing my friends and and tapping into this community is a great way to do that too. When you're kind of working on your business and building your community, it's a way to connect with other people for yourself as well. And maybe a virtual online way that could potentially also be in person too. So yeah, I think that's great. And then I think the the last thing besides our bonus <laughs> is about how our spouses, the active duty member and their job is, you know, stable and how that is an advantage to being a military spouse trying to start a business. So, yeah, I'd love for you to kind of tap into that a little bit and chat about, you know, how that's advantageous to being a military spouse. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that many spouses outside of the military will also have job stability. So it's not completely unique, but I do think that, you know, if your spouse is in the military, it's a pretty bi-directional commitment where, you know, you can see like for the next few years, my partner is probably going to be doing this thing. They're having a steady income that is, is pretty stable. I don't know that the military has ever done like layoffs or anything like that. Um, so takes some of that risk out, but also like, I remember when Nick was in the military, like our benefits were the best benefits I've ever had. And so it's not like you necessarily need to have a job as a spouse where you're getting benefits. It makes it a really good opportunity to say like, Hey, maybe you do still want to work and work on your business, but maybe you just want to focus on your business. Maybe you just moved and you're like, okay, I could look for a job or like, I can use this time to really start this thing that I'm passionate about. And I want to get off the ground and know that your spouse has income and and you have his or her job security and the benefits are are there for you. So you're, you're really taken care of in a different way, I think, than you are in other spaces. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And obviously, like you said, there are definitely situations like this that are comparable in the civilian world as well. Of course, there are people that have very stable jobs and one spouse can kind of take the time and, and not feel as risky to build a business and do that from the ground up while their other spouse is able to cover everything else. So of course that is happens, but I think collectively as a community, it's pretty rare that this many people can kind of have that opportunity. And obviously every family situation will be a little bit different, but I know that that was something I didn't even, that sounds (laughs) maybe like braggy or something, but that's not how I'm meaning it to come off. But I didn't feel like I had to stress about like, oh no, what's going to happen? Will I have healthcare or will I not? Will I have benefits or will I not? Like what's going to happen if I don't have a kind of corporate job with all of these other things that come with it if I step away and try to build up this business by myself. And obviously that's conversations that can happen between you and the spouse and the active duty member. But you know, I felt very secure and my husband was like, yeah, sure. You know, we don't we're not relying on you to get healthcare for us. It's like coming, it's our we've already got it. So that was definitely a perk and it kind of takes some of that risk away, depending again on kind of your situation. So I totally agree that that was another big reason for me that I started my own business was because I knew my spouse was stable. So if I flopped, (laughs) that's okay. I'll pick my pick myself back up and I'll figure something else out. But either way, we've got him to keep our household afloat. And obviously everyone's going to be different, but that's kind of what we base, at least to begin with most of our life stuff on is how he's going to be able to keep us afloat. And then my stuff is extra until I can get to a point where maybe it's a little bit more stable as well. So 
I think a lot of, I want, I want to kind of tap back into the like stability portion of it. We were saying like, I don't want to sound braggy <laughs> and I feel, and like, that's not how you're like meant to come off of with it. But I think that it's okay to take advantage of that, like benefit that we have, right? Like there's a reason for it. There's a lot of things that uh, we as like military spouse is not saying that our lives are any like so much harder than everyone else's life. But I think that there's a reason for that. And I think that tapping into that, especially when you're trying to create something for yourself, like a, you know, starting a business, you know, getting a business up off of the ground and running, building visibility for it, scaling it, growing it, whatever. I think being able to tap into the stability of that, knowing that, hey, like, it's okay that like, I don't have healthcare right now. It's okay that this benefit is not included in like my nine to five. And, you know, going back to the time aspect of everything too you having the time to, like you were saying in the beginning, even just small things like, okay, well, I don't want to take the first job that I get when I move to a new base, right? I, I want to like be selective about these things. I think it's okay to tap into that. And I think it you should use that to your advantage as well. But that's just my little two cents. Other than that, I, I agree with everything that you were saying. Yeah. And I think it also gives you like some sort of like peace of mind, like yoga mentality <laughs> that that others who are starting a business might not have. Like it, it takes a lot of the like pressure off. Like, you know, when you're a little kid and you have to like try to do something that you've never done before, like jump off the diving board and you're like scared because everybody's watching you. But if you take all that away, if you take all the people away and you're just jumping off the diving board and it's, it's okay if you fail, like you're fine. It's actually like in addition, to it being a a great benefit that like, it's okay to fail. It's some sort of like mental relief that you're like, I don't have the pressure of like, this must succeed as much as, as some others might. Yeah. It's like a safety net of being, it being like, okay for you to quote unquote fail. I think it's okay to take advantage of that. And I think that you should, I think that it's something like you said, like that kid jumping off the diving board Some of these things can be scary, just building up the confidence to do some of the things, to do the networking, everything else that we've been talking about as far as like your advantages. I think all of that being rounded out with the like safety and security of, you know, your spouse's secure income that's never really going to go anywhere or your spouse's like the benefits that are, that you also are benefiting from. I don't know how to say that any better. (laughs) Um, I think it's okay to take advantage of that. And I think that you should. And It's just something that it gives you that little extra like confidence from within, like knowing that all of that's there and the stability is still there. So I feel like I just went on a rant, but (laughs) no, I love it. And I think it actually kind of ties into her bonus piece of kind of advice slash things to use as a military spouse um, to your advantage, kind of tying into everything that we've just been talking about and how you're able to kind of rely on your spouse for that stability as well. You can also rely on them to be kind of your sounding board. Obviously they're your partner, but also you can kind of rely on them to be a little bit of your partner in business in terms of bouncing ideas off of each other, getting feedback. I do it all the time with my husband and he obviously now is more familiar than he would have been when I first started my business, but he's still not an expert, but I still am like, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this business idea? Here's what I'm thinking about for X, Y, or Z and getting honest feedback. And of course, I'm sure our spouses all like to hype us up, but they also tend to be, at least in my personal experience, you know, he'll tell me if something's like, eh, or he'll sometimes come to me and be like, Hey, why don't you do it this way? Or what do you think about this? Or how about we phrase things a little bit different? And it is kind of like a built-in partner, a built-in person to bounce things off of. 
I think too, a big part of that too, is like being able to bounce those ideas off of your spouse. Like I think most of my husband anyways, like he's very supportive, but he's also more honest in that sense, because it's something, and not to say this in a bad way, but it affects his household too. So me doing well, me making smart business decisions, me asking him and him being able to contribute to a, I'm going to say smart, but a quote unquote smart business decision is something that benefits him. And so from an outsider's perspective, looking in like your best friend's going to be like, yeah, that's so awesome. You should totally do that. And not really have that like same inside perspective from like within the household. So I just wanted to add that, but go ahead. Kristen, I just got you off. Yeah, so true. So true. And, and I think also, you know, their experience in the military. So the majority of military spouses have not been in the military themselves. And so, you know, even if you have work jobs in the civilian world, chances are they're really different. And like your responsibilities and how you've learned to be successful doing the things that you do are different than how your spouse may have learned. So I know for my spouse, like he had to make life or death decisions. And I have never come close to having to do that. I work mostly in tech. If it's broken today, you can fix it tomorrow. There's nobody's life is at stake. And so, you know, you kind of start to think in one direction or another. And I found that my husband is is really good at, like you said, Amber, being a sounding board or poking holes in things because he thinks about something and he sees it through to like a longer timeline than I do. I'm like, oh, this could be, I get excited and I start to build into like, what, what could all the possibilities be? But for him, it's more about like, well, I call it risk management and like what could go wrong. And so in that way, I think many military spouses have different perspectives than uh, their partner might. And that could also be really beneficial to say like, hey, here's how I'm thinking about this. And then asking somebody who's had a very different experience and how they would think about and, and problem solve with you. I think that's great. Yeah, that is, it is a built-in resource, whether you view your spouse as that or not, maybe put a different hat on and you can put your business hat on with each other and then, you know, talk business. They'll surprise you. Yeah, they really will. I've been impressed many times with my husband. I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Yes. But at the end of the day, it is also like you guys were both saying, like from a place of like loving, caring, supporting you and knowing that those decisions are effectively family decisions. So just a a completely different perspective than than you'll get asking your friends or even potentially other family members. But I think it helps round out your business. And I think in time, like you're growing yourself too, because you're learning to think about things the way that somebody in, in the military might think about them. And our military is huge and successful and amazing. So you're you're really gaining some of that insight too. So true. Wow. This was an awesome conversation. I think the audience is really going to appreciate kind of a lot of these tips. There was so much packed into this one episode. So to kind of end it off, I wanted to, first of all, kind of ask Kristen, if you had any other, I know I just gave a lot of advice (laughs) and a lot of tips, but if you had any advice, maybe specifically for a spouse that is interested in starting their own product-based business, maybe something similar to yours, anything that just really would get them, help them get it off the ground, or maybe one or two things that really helped you propel your business just forward from the beginning that you think might be helpful to them. So, and I I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think that it's 
really important to realize that like you're not alone in doing it and that chances are like once you do start talking to people about it, you'll find that you're surrounded with people who can help you. And that is going to bring something way better to market than than you might have envisioned originally. It may help you mold it and shape it into the thing that is going to be sticky and is really going to land once you do launch. But I think uh, like, especially like you guys were saying, when you move somewhere and then your partner starts going back to work and you feel, you know, kind of alone and you feel kind of isolated and you're maybe working on this thing and you're passionate about it. But I think that's also a great time to say like, okay, I'm just going to like tell people what I'm up to. And then you'll be surprised at, at how many people are there to, to help you and support you. And, and yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that that is probably one of the biggest keys is just kind of being proud of yourself, owning what you're trying to do and just confidently sharing with other people and people in your network will naturally, people who care and want to show up for you will naturally start tapping into their own knowledge, resources, connections. And I think you'll naturally find a lot of good resources to start getting things off the ground. So I think that's great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yes. And then finally, we asked this question on every single podcast. Um, we are lifestyle brand is called the independent dependent, and we are here to empower other spouses to, you know, find that inner independence. So we want to know what it means to you to be an independent dependent. So I think in, in most people's lives, there's something you have a passion about something like you have a drive for something like you want to move something forward. And maybe that is raising children. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's being a nurse or whatever you're, you know, you, you feel like you're drawn to do. But for me, running this business is that thing. And that's what it means to me. I love that. I'm so glad that you've been able to find that for yourself. And I just am really appreciative of you being here on the episode today and sharing so much wisdom and knowledge and experience with our listeners. I think a lot of people are going to really love this episode. And I think it has a lot of great just tips on connecting to your community that I think a lot of people need to hear. And it's a good kind of reminder that there are people right around you and people online that you can connect with and get started. So it's never too late (laughs) to get started doing things. So awesome. Any final words, Kristen? We are so happy that you were here today. No, I, I guess, I mean, it feels cheesy, but I think like follow your dreams, tap into your network. Don't be afraid to flop. Even if you feel like you've belly flopped a couple of times, get back on that diving board and give it a shot again, especially if it's something that you're really passionate about. Yes. So true. I love that. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you so much for being here today, Kristen. Thank y'all. Kristen was so generous and she is sharing a 20% discount code for you all. Use the code independent 20 for 20% off of your three month subscription to eat bake love. We're so excited. Tag us in the pictures of all of your goodies over on Instagram at the Millspo Lifestyle. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Independent Dependent Podcast. Be sure to head over to millspolifestyle.com to find the blog with all the show notes and links from today's episode. Make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode over on Instagram at the Millspo Lifestyle. Thanks guys for tuning into today's episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.